0: Hello and welcome to the All Terrain Podcast, brought to you by the Youth and Children's Ministry Unit of the Salvation Army in the UK and Republic of Ireland. My name is Matt White, and in each episode, I'll be inviting a guest take a hypothetical hike with me as we find out about their real life journey to this point. Along the way, they'll make four choices and answer four questions. My guest for this episode is Gavin McKenna. Gavin is the founder and director of Reach Every Generation, an organisation that exists to shape a better future for tomorrow's generation, winning back those caught up in gang culture. In 2020, he was the runner up in the Criminal Justice Alliance Awards for Outstanding Individual and is shortlisted for the Positive Role Model Award at the National Diversity Awards. It was a huge pleasure to chat to Gavin about his life and his work. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this one. Gavin, thank you so much for joining us here on the All Terrain Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, bro.
0: It's lovely to have you. Now we should tell people we should be very honest because we're about to go on a hypothetical hike. But we've been on a real walk because we actually know each other in real life, don't we? That's right. And we go to church together. That's how I know Gavin. I know Gavin and his family. So it's lovely to be talking to a friend here today on the Altering Podcast as well.
1: Likewise.
0: No, I talked a bit about Reach Every Generation in the introduction, but I can't do it justice in the way you can. So tell the listeners, mm. what is Reach Every Generation and what do you do?
1: Yeah, so Reach Every Generation is an organization that offers hope and opportunity to young people, uh, especially those that are marginalised in society, those that are at risk or caught up in criminal exploitation or in serious violence and crime. So we're talking about knife crime, we're talking about gun crime, mm-hmm. we're talking about drug running, county lines. Um, and our ethos is to offer hope and opportunity. And mm-hmm. yeah, we really want to work with young people, not not against them or not even for them. We want to work with them to achieve best outcomes and see their life transformed and see positive outcomes for them.
0: And it, and it is an amazing, amazing organisation. And I and again, from knowing you a little bit, but also you know knowing a little bit about the organisation, even looking into it even more before today, I feel like every time mm-hmm. I look into it, I discover something else you do or something else that's going on at Reach Every Generation. And it's, so, um, it's such an amazing thing. And we're going to talk about it. And we're also going to talk a little bit about your journey to what brought you there, because it's a very personal organisation for you as well, isn't it? But I did mention the awards in your intro. Uh, so there's the Criminal Justice Alliance. You were the runner-up in oh. their Outstanding Individual. And you are currently yeah. shortlisted for the national diversity awards inspiring role model is that the category that's the right one isn't it i
1: think
0: uh yeah positive role model positive role model well positive you're inspiring to me so uh, it should be both really it should be both um <laughs> no look like no one gets into this type of work and lots of the people who listen to this podcast are youth workers or work with young people in lots of different settings no one gets into this work for awards but it must be nice mm. right
1: yeah i think you know like you say you don't do this for for recognition but when you do get recognised, it feels nice because it's like, okay, someone's actually acknowledging or noticing Mm. what we're doing. Mm. Um, But for me, the real thing is that young people get to see that, okay, cool, there is another way, there is hope, Mm. there's hope for more. Mm. Um, And just being shortlisted, and you know what really blessed me when I read through the nominations, I got access to the nominations. And I said to my wife, it's only when you die that people talk of you like that. Yeah. it's a blessing that I've been able to sit and read through hundreds of nominations of people that have ever been to one of my courses or they've met me in person just so for me, I think, yeah, man, it, it serves so much more than just mm. the award. It's about giving other people hope and, mm. and believing for more.
0: No, I love that. I really, really love that. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, at the end, we always talk about it, but I would encourage people to check out uh, your website and reach Virginia nation to find out more. But we're going to talk a bit more about it because we're going on a hypothetical hike. We've been on a real one. It wasn't really a hike, was it? Yes. It was more just a dander around the streets here, but uh, <laughs> we're going on a hypothetical hike.
1: So where are we going? We're going to the savannah at sunset.
0: Oh oh that's so much better than where i took you so much better (laughs) i thought i thought it's all hypothetical oh i know but my little jaunt through the park now looks very weak Uh, is it somewhere you've been or a bucket list type thing
1: no i've never been but what people wouldn't know about me which i think is worth sharing is that i'm a bit of a nature buff i love Mm. nature programs my wife she she's slightly getting into them now i just love knowing i just fascinated by nature yeah I love sceneries. Yeah. I'm I'm a forest over a beach kind of guy. Okay. I'm a mountain over a beach. Yeah, my wife's beach. I'm I'm mountain. I'm I'm landscape. So that's that's okay. that's okay okay yeah 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 because where mm. we are
0: there's some beaches nearby i was i was thinking maybe we'd do a little jaunt down to you know the beautiful costa del south end at some stage maybe we, could go, <laughs> but maybe a forest, maybe we'll do up in forest instead maybe that's what we'll have to do yeah that's <laughs> it <laughs> now of course you get to bring three people with you so it's you and me but we're there's also three others there's one living one dead one fictional so who is coming with us who is living
1: this is a bit cliche but i'm taking my best friend and my wife mm. what that's one person yeah wife. yeah <laughs> that's good yeah yeah you're only allowed one so it's <laughs> (laughs) good they're the same oh that's
0: wonderful and 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 you know we haven't talked about your home life but but your marriage you also have children as well don't you tell us about your your family
1: yeah um i think home home is where it's at for me that's Mm. so i say to people that i do reach every generation i do youth work i'm a christian but fatherhood and husbandship is is my that's my back that's Mm. where i want to succeed and Mm. i know that if i if i get that right and if that's secure and stable everything else can be built out of that so Yeah, I have a beautiful wife who is very kind and very supportive, very, very forgiving of the hours we've had to put in Mm. to get where we are. Mm. Um, But also very supportive. You know, I've got three beautiful children. I've got a son of 13. I've got a four year old daughter and a 13 week old daughter. Congratulations. Um, Yeah, Frankie. So, yeah, busy, busy. Mm. Um, Me and my wife are going to the savannah. That I was about to say this. It
0: makes sense now. It's not a cliche. It's just you just want to get out of the house. A thirteen week old oh, and a four year old really... at home as well. You know, no, no. This is nah. I, I've seen through it now. I've seen through
1: it. That's it. You know what we're up yeah. to. but um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I want to succeed at home, mm. man. That's that's real. Mm.
0: And the the dead person who's coming with us. So we get one living, one dead, one fictional. Who's the dead person who's joining us?
1: Mr. David Wilkerson, yeah, the founder of Teen Challenge and Times Square Church in America.
0: Now, a lot of the people who listen uh, are into youth work and kids work, and they will know about Teen Challenge. But for those who don't, tell us a bit about Teen Challenge and why specifically that, that means so much to
1: you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fruit of David Wilkerson's ministry. Mm. You know, he started, I read the book, he started it, but I entered the program in Teen Challenge. Yeah, I didn't have a drug issue or drug, I didn't have any issues or addictions. It was solely because I was living, I was involved in, in, in crime and violence. Mm. For one of a better word, I quote, gangs, you know, I was involved in, serious violence and people were trying to take my life Mm. um before i found faith i was involved in that you know i had a bit of a hard life and i was known as a gang member Mm. um and so yeah when i when i entered teen challenge it was it was difficult because i'm almost seeing the consequence of my actions i'm seeing drug users and and people that have addictions yeah and i was confronted with my lifestyle you know i was confronted with that and um reading the, the the first book I've read back to front was The Cross on the Switchblade. It's, it's part and parcel of the programme. But people, a lot of people didn't realise or don't necessarily know that Teen Challenge originated with gang members mm. in Nicky Cruz and his mm. friends. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like I was able to kind of revisit the roots of Teen Challenge. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to bring him along and just his journey, you know, as a man of faith. Mm. Like, what a journey, man. And mm. just what a guy. It's mm. no nonsense, straight speaking. And he got things done, you know, he saw Mm. needs and he met them. Mm. So I'd love to have him, have him alongside me.
0: Mm. And finally, a fictional character.
1: Okay. So, you know, Lord of the Rings? I do. I'm taking Sam. Oh. That's my guy, you know. He don't get enough credit. When you watch Lord of the Rings, (laughs) he don't get enough credit. Listen. (laughs) I know for a fact, Sam will have me get to the end of my journey, man. Like, if there's anything that, if if I need guidance, if I need someone to be strong for me, Sam's the man. If you're going on a hike. You're taking some with you, man.
0: I always love the fictional one because. The, the living one and the dead one always bring up something usually really personal for people like they have for mm. you you know the, the chance to talk mm. about your wife and your family the chance to talk about you know a, a ministry and a man that inspires you but the fictional one's the one I always secretly love the most because it's like I feel like you get mm. to know the most about someone when they give you that one it's like <laughs> you know the Lord of the Rings so I'm like yeah it must be Gandalf Frodo who are we bringing I'm bringing yeah. Sam it's like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah that tells I, me something yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man I need help that's what it tells yeah. you I need someone to help me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm Uh, coming too. uh, So there's five of us. It's going to be lovely. I'm very excited about it. Now, of course, everyone here on the All Terrain podcast answers the same four questions. So here's the first one. How do you face change?
1: Mm. With difficulty. As an individual, I like routine. I like things to be structured. I like planning. And I think, I think, I don't want to give reason or excuse to it, but I believe it's something to do with the fact that I had such a chaotic childhood. Mm. I like, I like thing, to know what things are happening. I don't like mm-hmm. surprises. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes me a while to adjust. Mm. And I know change can be really positive. But, again, it takes me a while to adjust. So, yeah, man, I'm not someone that embraces change, if mm. I'm honest. Eventually, I get there. But, yeah, I'm very cautious. Very cautious.
0: Uh, you talked a little bit about your childhood. And we're going to come on to that. Um, as we -hmm. we go through the journey but I guess a lot of the people that you're working with a lot of the young people you're working with they also are often coming from quite chaotic places whether that's Mm -hmm. home or whether that's the situation they find themselves people don't get referred to you because they're having a lovely time and life is all they want it to be right now that's not what your organization exists for so Mm -hmm. I guess in that sense how do you in an organization that exists to change people's lives how do you equip them to face that change that's coming
1: I think it serves me well. The fact that I'm not comfortable or I'm not I'm not a head first kind of guy, I'm not going to just mm. dive straight in. Mm. I think the fact that I'm calculated, um, but once I've made that decision, I'm all in. Like, yeah. I will smash through anything to get it done. And yeah. I think what that shows young people and what I'm able to demonstrate to young people um, is, look, don't just jump at everything that comes to you. Yeah. Because if you look at yeah. a situation such as a typical situation we have with young people is this. I was hanging out with my friend at McDonald's. Someone punched him in the face. I then felt the need to defend him. So I went head first, smashed. Now I'm arrested for stabbing someone. I know that's deep and that's quick, Mm. but that's just how quick this can happen. Mm. This is the way young people's lives can be. I'm trying to show young people, look, calculate it first, man. Stop and think first before Mm. you act. and That's what I'm like. That's why I'm like, okay, cool. We set up a football team now, reach Mm. every generation. That's new. Mm-hmm. We've set up the base that's new. Mm-hmm. And I'm always in the background saying they're physical, they're mobile things mm-hmm. that are going to help people to transition. Mm-hmm. But how we manage that, mm-hmm. how we manage the mentoring. And that's the conversation we had today. Look, this is exciting. The base is coming, um, football club starting, but don't lose sight of the fact that you're mentoring and supporting young people, you're coaching young people to be great. It's not about mm-hmm. what we do. Um so yeah, we we an answer to your question. I I think the fact that I'm cautious allows me to gives young gives young people the confidence that when we offer them change, whatever that looks mm. like, that is calculated, it's well thought through, and it's not going to damage them. I think that's why, that's what makes us unique and makes the, my thought process. I think that benefits young people. When we yeah like for us like so like the base <laughs> and the football club, the the tricky thing with that is, it's easy to do it's easy to think of that and to establish that because if you can sell an idea, people will buy into it. But that's my point. It's just a vehicle. And so I can't be like, right, we're going to change the direction of a young person's life through this, what that does on the outside as a vehicle, it goes, wow, Gavin and his team are amazing. They're setting up this project for young people and it's football club for young people. Yeah. But what does that do? Mm. So that's what I'm saying. It's easy to say, I've got a great idea, I'm going to execute it. But actually, is it about me looking good or is it about making a difference? And that's where the question comes. Have I calculated this or have I just reacted?
0: I think that is incredibly profound for the people who Mm. listen to this podcast, because Mm. I think the temptation to be moving Here's a new mm-hmm. thing, here's a new idea. I've got a new logo. We're starting a new six-week session on all those things, particularly mm-hmm. coming out of this season that we're currently in. The need mm-hmm. to look mobile in this next season will be huge. But actually that that can be quite a distraction from the real work,
1: mm-hmm. right? Well, because our style, man, like we we serve God. And I'm not, I don't want to sound cheesy. I'd say this if it was BBC Radio mm-hmm. One, I'd say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we serve God. And I'm a steward, me and my wife are stewards of what he's given us. Mm-hmm. And so with that. You know, we have to say like, there's a thread. I want you to imagine that we've got a pin and we've mm-hmm. dug it in the in the ground, um, or we're we're in the savannah, right? And we've we've tied a rope around a tree,
0: yeah.
1: And we're we're just walking, bro. Mm. And we ain't stop moving. Mm. We ain't stop moving. We're not we're not building sideways. We're building upwards. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the difference. The calculation is like Jenga. I have to say, if I lay this piece on top of the mentoring and coaching that we've already got, mm-hmm. so how we started was training awareness. Mm-hmm. What's a natural progression upwards would be to coach a mentor. Mm -hmm. Then it would be to offer a safe space. And then it would be to offer a program Mm -hmm. that teaches young people skills that will say to them, well, actually, if I go and work with the base, I can do the building program Mm -hmm. there. I can do a course on anger. Actually, I don't need to go and sell drugs to make money because I've got a new skill now. What's the next step from that? That would be a football club. Yo, I don't like building, but I like football. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. On a Wednesday evening and a Sunday morning, why don't you come and play football, man? Mm -hmm. Occupy your time. Feel part of something. So what I'm saying is, we build on top of what we've already got, henceforth yeah. the calculation. Yeah. Henceforth, it's not just another thing. It's it's yeah. on top of what we've already got. Yeah. They all support each other and they all complement each other.
0: I, I, I just think that's really wonderful. As someone who was on the podcast uh, earlier in the year talked about the fact that um, they felt completely anchored to God. And that meant that whatever right. happened. They always knew that their change, if it was a change of direction or whatever it happened to be, was always in that place. And that's the same thing you're talking about is you Mm. have this foundational belief that what you're doing, what you and your wife and your organization and team are doing is is rooted in God's. I don't know what the language is. Plan, purpose, will. Someone will tell me mm. it's the wrong one, so I'll use them all. <laughs> whatever it happens to be. You know me. I, I'll always yeah, use the wrong yeah, one for someone. But anyway, whatever <laughs> it is. Um, but but actually then that allows you to do that. But I just think it's really interesting because I think so often when we talk about change, we, mm. we become instantly convinced that change is the positive thing and therefore how we get to it is really important. But actually what you're saying is, no, the important thing is, is this change the right mm. next thing? Is this the mm. right change to make? And I just think that's really, I think that's really, really fascinating.
1: Thanks, mm, bro. And that's when you live outside of yourself, you know? Yeah. When it's not about you, you know? And I yeah. think I've been doing this a long time and there's people that do exceptionally great work, mm. similar work, some different, but I don't look at what you do. I look at why. Yeah. And if what I'm seeing you do doesn't match up with your why, then something don't feel right.
0: I love it. I love it. Mm. The second question is this. How do we move through suffering?
1: Wow. Very profound. That's deep. I think, I think I've had my fair share, you know, I've suffered. Yes. Mm. I've suffered, a fair, fair deal. Um, and you know, what I've learned in the years is that everybody reacts differently. Mm. It's, it's again, suffering is another form of change. Mm. It's a painful transition, isn't it? To, mm. to suffer. So, I've been through a lot of suffering, and I and I I chose to sit in it for many years. Mm. It, the the time of suffering passed because mm. the situation is is what creates suffering, right? Mm. So a situation for me, if I may, would be living in a women's refuge mm. till I was six years old, right? Mm. I suffered, bro. Like I suffered loss, I suffered anxiety, I suffered fear, no routine, no boundaries. Mm. Uh, lack of emotional support and love, loads and loads of stuff. But you know what's really profound is that I lived there for a period of time, and that period of time was 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 yeah, I suffered. But I continued to carry that suffering with me, mm-hmm. even though it ended. Mm-hmm. For some way, somehow, it stayed with me until my adult years, mm-hmm. till I was twenty seven years old, mm-hmm. already married, I had children, I was mm-hmm. doing okay, I was successful, I found faith. You're told. Jesus will fix you, you know, it's great. And Jesus suffered, bro. Mm. The Bible I read, he suffered. And it passes, man. You hear that all the time. It will pass, it will pass. But the individual has to be willing to let go of that suffering. And so for me, yeah, we have to be in a position to, okay, okay, this, the, that moment's passed. That like my dad beating me and my mom, that's passed. Mm-hmm. The effects are forever. Hmm. And I've had to do a lot of work to hmm. to to let go of the suffering, bro. It passed, but hmm. I held on to it, and I think that's that's my experience hmm. of of suffering.
0: I, I want to I tie a few threads together, if that's okay, because yeah. I I know your story a little because you've you've shared it with me, and and you've you've talked about bits of it here. You talked about a chaotic childhood. You've talked about your dad and there being violence in the mm-hmm. home. You've talked about there being a kind of um, a time in a women's refuge because you had mm-hmm. to um escape from that situation with your mum right, yeah. mm-hmm. there was there is a there is a i guess a, your your start in life was remarkably traumatic would that be fair mm-hmm. to say yeah yeah totally then when will you then start to talk about moving through that how how much of that then like you talked about no boundaries um, no routine, all of those things. How much of that then leads you to find yourself in your teenage years where you're making some of the decisions you're making? Are those things linked for you or or how do you now reflect on that whole moment right through those years?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, and you know, everyone says retrospect is a beautiful thing. You can look back and you can say, wow. And I think for me, um, it's in sections. So I have to section it off as a teenager. I never understood what I knew. I don't know, didn't know then what I know now. Mm. So I was of the opinion that I was just a bad guy. Life was what it was, Yo, know. We get handed the hand. We just get what we get. I didn't know. My example of family was on the movies I'd watch. Yeah. You get, like my housing estate in Newham in East London was, everyone was the same, man. That yeah. We all suffered. Yeah. We all suffered financially. We suffered. We parenting we received and that's what we had in common bro that's what we had we we had an environment that was geared towards negativity there was no hope mm. i know hopelessness mm. i know lack of opportunity i know it i felt it i can and i and i'm scared of it mm. and so for me I, I can look at my teenagers and say yeah my, my childhood now as an adult 31 years old i can look back and say yeah you know what The teenager I became was the product of my environment, was the experiences I had, the Mm. adverse child experiences that lie dormant within me emotionally and mentally were being presented in adolescent behavior. Mm. However, they were being examined by the professionals in in, in my life Mm. as ADHD, as anger issues, as spoil, as aggressive and angry and and uncontrollable so Mm. therefore I'm excluded from school therefore I'm labeled as a bad kid um always come from a home with no dad therefore he's a bad kid and so what I'm getting at is this bro as a teenager my frustration was that you don't know what I've been through Mm. you don't know the journey I've been on so my Mm. point being the suffering ended therefore Mm. people expected me to behave myself again well your dad's not around you've got away from the worst of it so behave yourself yeah and I'm saying well actually The suffering, the season of suffering, the the, the environment where I suffered has gone and changed. But the damage is living in me. And those that were meant to be, those that were commissioned to support me, the mental health services, my mom, they all failed me. School, they failed me. And so, yeah, as a teenager, I suffered a whole lot because I felt rejected. I almost didn't know who I was. Mm. Um, it's funny I I linked myself to the savannah because I grew up in the wild, man. That's how it felt. Like people were out to get each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to steal to eat at times, and my mum took drugs and drank alcohol and racism. I was brought up in East London in the 90s that was predominantly white and it was racist. Um I mixed Pakistanian Irish, and my mum and my sisters were white, and I was the odd one out. So, bro, like suffering, yeah. As an adult now I look back And that's why Reach Every Generation exists If we want to tie things up Mm. I know as an adult Who's educated I'm studying a degree now I'm trying to Formalise my experiences And what I'm looking at Is I'm saying Okay cool Give me a nine year old And I got a referral For a nine year old yesterday Wow And let me see him And let me look in his eyes And let me speak Mm. to him And let me understand What his reality is Mm. What's the last three years Been like for you my man Yeah Because then I'm gonna tell you Without any change Mm. Without calculated moves towards hope and opportunity mm. right now, you're gonna end up like the 17-year-old Gavin or the young man I'm supporting right now that's 18 years old and can't get out of the criminal justice system. Mm. And also what it does, and I told you, I said this to my team this morning. Mm. When you work with a nine-year-old, you get to see the 18-year-old as a nine-year-old version. Yeah. And they said, What do you mean? What do you mean? I said, Look, you see the guy you're working with right now, 18, yep. Had to have a baby up to no good getting arrested and punched in the face yeah 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 you never saw him at nine mm-hmm. when you work with this nine year old and you examine his life you're going to have more appreciation and patience for the 18 year old mm-hmm. and so that's what that did for me bro mm-hmm. that's that's what that's allowed me to understand and sympathize and i did therapy bro i'll be real i did two years of therapy so therapy for you
0: was was part of that tell me a little of how that came about and first of all here's what i really want to know how did you react Hmm. when someone came to you and said you need therapy
1: well i'll tell you the truth bro that it was my wife wow my wife told me so i got married six years ago wow so i was like 25 okay and i thought i was cool i did teen challenge I did what I was told. I did 18 months in the hardest thing I've ever done. Remember, no addiction. So I was, again, the odd one now. I'm a bit of like John the Baptist, where so I never fit into a circle. <laughs> I always do my own little thing. But um, I did it, bro. And and I left. I did it the day that I passed the program, I left. And I broke with the mold. And everyone was like, no one's ever done that. He's just left. And I thought, I did it. I'm, I've graduated as a Christian, bro. I did the program. You know how much Bible study I've done? I know the Bible off my heart, bro preached about Christ and I talked the real talk. So yeah, bro, I come up to Essex, um, got my first job, met my wife. And life was good, bro. I thought I made it. I I always wanted to get out of the area. Mm. We call it the ends in Mm. London. I wanted to get out of the ends. So when I did that and I met my beautiful wife, physically, I did it all, bro. I made it. I'm out Mm. of here, bro. I'm out of here. The physical change. Yeah. Christianity provided me a physical change. I I I found hope again I found the opportunity and I seized it however the emotional deep-rooted stuff didn't get addressed yeah and that started to come out and my wife said to me hey my my girlfriend and my fiance at the time said to me like nah I love who you are but I don't love what you do at times and it was a thing where I would I wasn't violent or aggressive I was probably maybe a bit aggressive in the sense that other people I'd be like I'd just fall off the handle real mm-hmm. quick. And she was observe that and be like, well, the men mm-hmm. in my life, so like you cut me up and I would lose it for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm triggered, bang. And she's like, that's not the guy I know. Like, whoa, where did that come from? And then you do you question. She questioned that, would he ever do that to me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a bit like, the men in my life don't act like that. Mm-hmm. And so we had a culture clash. Mm-hmm. Cause where I'm from, that's acceptable and normal behavior. Mm-hmm. You have to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the jungle, man. You've got to fight. You, mm. you can't run. And so my wife made me realize that, look, she's set her standards and I respect her so much. She said, I'm not willing to be with someone like you. That part of you that can just fly off the handle, I don't feel safe and comfortable around it. Not that I've done anything to her, but she just said, like, how can I trust that? That's unstable. And I was like, wow. whoa. And it wasn't anger. It wasn't crying. No one was shouting. We was just talking. Wow. No one ever showed me that I was more until that moment she showed me that's not who you are that's what you do wow i love gavin i don't love this version of you wow and so yeah man i, I realized very quickly that christianity might have fixed my heart and, and and established my place in heaven but there's a lot of work that needs to be done man mm-hmm. and sanctification is lifelong and i've been a christian now i've been born again 11 years wow. 12 years this year in december um i've been free for about three years wow maybe four
0: that's huge Mm. because so much of our language in the church Mm. can lead people to believe that the moment you say the prayer or make the decision or come to the front and then uh, and we sing about it and we talk about it and and there Mm. is there is deep truth And deep biblical truth and some of that stuff that where where the spirit of the Lord is, where Jesus resides, where that Mm. is, there is a freedom. But that freedom doesn't mean that the moment you make that decision, everything is you have to do the work. Right. Mm. You have to do the work Mm. because for you, like you say, so you you get saved at what 20 then. So then you've got these five Mm. or six years. You think life is great. But it takes someone else to say,
1: "Nah, you you haven't done the work. And are you willing to? Yes hear me and then I had to ask myself again. Going back to change, I'm not just gonna jump into therapy. No, mm. so, no. I have to calculate. I have to prepare myself mentally. I have to be willing to. I have to understand that the act of sitting in a room with a stranger and paying them mm. fifty pound an hour is not gonna change my life. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna change my balance in my bank. It ain't gonna change my life. Am I emotionally and mentally engaged in this? Yeah, yeah. And otherwise, it's an expensive conversation, bro.
0: Well, it's an an expensive sticking plaster because you convince yourself that by paying the money and turning up... I've done it.
1: Yeah. And I went in there and I embraced it. And I got told some home truths by the therapist.
0: And I always say on this podcast, I said it last month when we had Gem on, I always say, it, I want to say thank you for sharing that part of your story with us, because mm. sharing that comes at a cost that isn't free for you. You don't just get to yeah, kind yeah. of put that out there and that not coming. And so I'm grateful and we're grateful because I think in sharing that story and in sharing that journey you've been on, that's going to really unlock for people. And, mm. and I don't make apologies for the fact that this podcast talks a lot about people who are going through counseling, who are going through therapy. I'm not going to apologize mm. for it because mm-hmm. that's how some of the deep work gets done. And actually, yeah. if if all that happened from this was someone listened and said, maybe I should go and speak to someone, then it's worth mm. it. It's worth every hour it's we spend here man. because it, it matters. So thank you for sharing um, your story because it, it, no it. It's yeah, we're grateful for that. So choice three, we've yes. got to pick. We've got to pick the music in case it all gets a bit. Yeah. You know, people need their space. So you know, the animals. We need a bit of
1: what's what's on the playlist. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I got I got i I'm a collective guy, you know? Okay. I got a different vibe. So I've got a few songs for you. I, I, cho- I chose a, a playlist, not okay. an album. Okay. I chose okay. a playlist. So first of all, I've got some 80s soul. Oh nice. nice. So like a guy called Latimore. Okay. And it's called Let's Straighten It Out. Beautiful song. Okay. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. I love it. My wife hates it, but I love it. <laughs> you and I can share the earphones. On. Yeah, you can go over there. She's like, this is my dad's music. <laughs> I love I love old school man. I got that. I've got a bit of um a bit of hip hop so Nipsey Hustle. He's, okay. he's a rapper from yep. America who I really value. I gotta have Gregory Porter, man. Oh yes. That's my
0: guy.
1: That whole every album, every album, every song. If,
0: every note he's ever sung. We'll just have oh, that. How yes, about so that? It. If he sang happy Soon birthday to it his it. grandma once, we'll take it. I'll have that. I'll
1: take it, brother. <laughs> All I want to hear is, hey Laura. Oh, hey, yes, this is a problem. The it's, the a problem. it's a problem, bro. It's a problem. One. It's oh my so
0: goodness effortless. no one I that that that's it that's the track for it's me that's the one that just out. oh i love it <laughs>
1: it's me i'm telling you so yeah every song bro every song oh, i got a more, i got a more. and a bit of smooth jazz we need that i need a bit of smooth jazz in my life nice so that's me bro i'll take i'll take them
0: i'm happy with it i'm happy with it i said last time i bring wipes so if you want to share an earbud with
1: me i'm good with it like it's, we'll uh, it, it's all... my wife's got disinfectant wipes okay good. that's fine it's all solitary <laughs> <laughs> i got a beanbox, don't worry about it oh man.
0: fine oh, well, that's fine that's fine okay we'll probably nice. we'll start all the giraffes but apart from that we're... <laughs> that's
1: it we're cool we're cool
0: um, the third question on the journey is this how do you receive joy
1: mm. I struggled with that you know because I had to stop and think and I had to relax and, and again it's seasonal what mm. brings me joy now is my children hmm you know, they stress me out, they make me want to run out of the house sometimes with screaming. <laughs> but bro, when I like it's painful though. The love is so painful because and I don't want to sound like a guy, and I'm a deep guy, and I don't apologise for mm. that. But joy, you know, joy is deep, you know, bro. Mm. Not happiness, we're talking about joy, mm-hmm. like football. West Ham make me happy sometimes. <laughs> but I think like that's happiness, you know, like playing football yeah. makes me happy. Um, watching program, listening to music means man will give me joy. Mm. What gives me joy is knowing that I'm succeeding as a father and husband.
0: Mm.
1: Back to number two, that that gives me joy because, bro, I prayed this year and I spoke to God, and I do it my way, bro. I don't I don't follow trends, and and I said to God, listen, I'm just done with it, yo. Know? Like I feel like I, 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 all my life has been kind of, rah rah, rah Everything's okay. up, hundred and ten mm. miles per hour. Mm. You know, what God said to me, just do the simple things. Wow. Just like that. And so I said to my wife, I want to get a gym in the garage and do a little workout. She's like, Yeah, because he's not going to be one of them flashing the pan. I said, No, 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 I'm going to take my time. It's a project. She was like, What? Mm. I was like, Who's that? Like my husband? I said, It's a project, man. <laughs> yeah. I want to get close to God. What does, what does that look like? I don't know. It's just a project. That, mm. bro, I'm just taking my time. Mm. You know, and what brings me joy is my girls know who I am, my son knows mm. who I am, my wife is happy. Mm. And so that's for me. Joy for me is when my wife and my kids yeah. they are happy. My daughter said to me this morning, you're taking me nursery daddy. I said, Yeah, I love it when you take me nursery oh. daddy.
0: Cause because again, I think, you know, when we when we look back to your to your answers and we, you know, you talked about the examples you were set and the and the trauma that you endured and all of those things. And I guess that moment, if someone had said to you at the age of 15, what's your life gonna look like,
1: mm.
0: would you have ever even been able to imagine the type of joy you experience now?
1: No, nah, Never. And that's the point I was gonna I was thinking about. You know, like like I could say, because I came and I I would have said a long time ago, I would have said having a house, Mm. being married and having a family. That would have been joyous enough for me. But again, they're just things. Mm. Having a house is a thing. Having a marriage is a thing. Having children is a thing. Is something you have. But being a homeowner, being a husband being a father they're day-to-day things that require your full attention that like, i can't just run around the country saying i would do this and like forget the awards bro forget what my dad did forget what my mom did or didn't do forget everything that's ever happened to me i could say i got a house and i got a car and i got a business and i got two business and i got dit. bro forget that forget that don't measure me against what you see on social media don't measure me against my website or my outcomes or the young people I've supported because bro that's my role in it that's my job mm. that's what I do mm. but bro to be a husband and a father that's my that's 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 who I am mm. I've, I've made my I've made that my life mm. so my job will end one day mm. I'll retire one day bro but I'll still be a father and a husband mm. So let's not put emphasis on that which is fleeting, man. Like I'm always going to be a father and a husband. So therefore I'm always in the gym of dad and husband. I'm always exercising that. I'm always trying to be better. I love it. I just love it Mm. because
0: I love that when you say better, you don't Mm -hmm. mean shinier, you don't mean more recognized. You don't Mm -hmm. mean more followers on, more likes, more clicks. You don't mean that. It's always about the deeper place. And, and, and you said earlier about you know you're a deep guy, and, and and you are. Some people say that, and you go, no, you think you are, but you are. Like you <laughs> you, you live and you operate out of that deep place, and mm-hmm. and and I think you see that, and I think so. Then when I, yeah, when we talk about joy, it's not surprising to me that that is a deep answer, a deep mm. felt answer that is about <laughs> all of those things that matter most to you, and and the constant nature of it. I think the thing I also love is just it isn't enough. It isn't enough to go i've i've made my life better i've i've found jesus i've gone through therapy Mm. ta-da it's that every night where did i get it right today where did i not get it right today Mm. his mercies are new every morning so we start again tomorrow morning right and i i I just think that can be applied across so many things i think that's wonderful Mm -hmm. i really Mm. do thank you bro one more choice one more question so the choice is this what's in the snack bag
1: that's easy snickers oh my favorite is it It's
0: my favorite snack, bro? Oh, but so you, so you haven't done it for the kind of peanut slow release energy, you haven't gone down the <laughs> No, you just no pretend, bruv.
1: There's no pretend, there's no chickpeas and that, bro. This is real, this is for taste.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever met anyone who says their favorite snack is a Snickers. That's a that's a that's a I I'm love it. It
1: was marathon, bro. Oh, really? Oh, you go all I'm the way old back. School. Yeah, I'm an old school guy. <laughs> <laughs> this Snickers got a deep relationship, bro. That's the longest relationship I've had. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's just
0: a bag of those it's just a bag of
1: those is oh it? man listen just a bag of those man. that's it. me snickers i'm you, ready
0: you must be a joy at christmas when the celebrations come round, because a lot of houses those things are left behind you know the snickers get left at the bottom i guess you're you can do a cleanup can you
1: you know what it is bro i'm gonna be real i'm a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to snickers <laughs> right <laughs> let's get it real I
0: love that you just said
1: I'm going to be real I'm a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to Snickers <laughs> let's get it real man let's get real into it now right? okay celebrations they all taste the same bro oh oh it's... I'm going
0: to have to give out your Twitter handle because I can't I can't be getting that flack on me I can't give it, it out the, give celebra- it out. the oh. celebrations lobby find themselves to Gavin McKenna nothing to do with Matt White that one yeah I forgot I
1: shouldn't have mentioned it but you know the truth is bro When I have a duo, they say one now, one later. That doesn't work for me. But it's right now. That's a full chocolate bar. That's a a
0: proper size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, we're we're on a long walk, so it's important. We so it needs to be. I'm I'm guessing like some sort of satchel filled with them. Is that right? Sort of. Mm. It's just Sam's
1: got that. Sam's the guy. He's He's got the snacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. It's the final question, and it's this one: How do we mature in service?
1: It's interesting because I looked at that. Service is a beautiful thing because who you serving? Is the Mm -hmm. first point you serving yourself we go back to the very beginning of the conversation Mm -hmm. why i don't care what you do i don't know why you do it Mm -hmm. and so for me i serve the lord reach every generation is god's work and Mm -hmm. i'm a steward of god's work so i'm serving within that capacity and Mm -hmm. so physically to man is gavin and ria mckenna's organization but we know and those that are non-christians that work with us they know Mm. I told them straight, I pray. Mm. I'm a Christian, brother. I pray. I'm Mm. not just a church goer. Mm. I'm I'm in a relationship with Jesus, my bro. And that's not confined to a Sunday building. That's confined to right now I feel the urge to pray because I feel sad or I need guidance. Mm. And if you catch me praying or blessing my food before I eat it, please don't be thrown off, but that's who I am. Mm. They say no problem. So they know in all that I do, Mm. I serve God. So how we mature in that is, first of all, identifying where does God want you. Mm -hmm. I had to ask God. I wanted to be a preacher. When I first got saved, when I first became a Christian, I was intrigued. I loved, I could speak, bro. You know me. I'm I'm doing it now. We're just talking. And I think one of the gifts and abilities I have is to speak and to communicate. And Mm so I, I wanted that, man. And I presented that to my mentor at the time. And he said, yeah, but not right now. And that upset me, bro that made me angry. Mm. I said, what do you mean, bro? Like, and I had to learn my craft. Mm. You know, they said, pick up chairs, pick up this, pick up that. I'm thinking, listen, I ain't picking up no chairs, bro. Like, I struggled. And then he said, all right, cool. Stand on the door at Youth then. I said, all right, I'll do that. And I stood on the door at Youth on a Friday night when all my friends were out and I had watches and I had nice clothes and slowly but surely those things came off. Mm. I started to lose the watches. Mm. I started to give away the trainers and the clothes that I had gained through Ilgun. And... I just started to find a different version of myself. Mm. And I started to understand that why I wanted to preach was because I pre- I liked being in, in the limelight. Mm. And that was an extension of my past. Mm. And again, doing the work I do, you know, I, people pushed me into at first. Yeah, you'll be great for uh, kids that are involved in crime, in gangs and that. And I said, listen, just because that's what I was doesn't mean that's what I want to do. I want to preach. And it's like, no, like, you, you can preach as well. Mm. And so I just started, right? I went to Teen Challenge like you know who runs teen challenges us mm. we're the cleaners mm. we're the cooks mm. we do the laundry mm. it's the people that run it so mm. i served in that place for 18 months mm. um i cleaned toilets i cleaned doors i cooked food i washed people's clothes i made their beds like i did things that bro like i thought i was above mm. i'm too cool for this bro mm. i'm not going to clean a toilet mm. and i did it bro and by the end of it i was the best at cleaning toilets mm. I served faithfully, um, I helped other people build businesses by using my story. Mm. And then my time came, bro, mm. and, and, and I'm here now. And so I believe that my success now or my progress now um, has come from that place of service mm. and what serving did was teach me a lot about myself mm. and the heart of God. And yeah. there's no
0: shortcuts. That's the thing, isn't it? Not, not, the, not everyone has to spend 18 months cleaning a toilet. That's not everyone's <laughs> path. But no. I think all of us, if we were honest and really asked ourselves the question, would say that there are things that 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 we would say are beneath us. Mm-hmm. Right? There are jobs that someone could walk in now and say, "Oh, do you mind doing that?" And we could go, "Why on earth am I doing that?" Mm-hmm. I think we find that, and that's it. That can be at home, that can be at work, that can be in church, that can be in at the youth club, that can be at the centre, that can be anywhere. We go, mm. "Oh, I'm." Oh, sorry, I I've done my time on that. But actually, mm. for you, there's a sense by which. Yeah, the the willingness to serve mm. and to really serve. It's not just about doing mm. the thing. It's about really doing the thing and being changed by it. Then maturity comes with that.
1: I never really understood serve with a glad heart. I never I never got like, there's action and there's heart. I didn't get that. And I think mm. if someone has to ask you to do something, that's not service. Mm. Serving is saying, I see that need and I want to meet it. Mm. That's service because I i struggled because I thought, well, these men are asking me to clean a toilet with, mm. with stuff in it. I ain't doing it. Mm. And then someone just whispered in my ear once, I like, come, yo, let me talk to you for a second. I said, go on, you're not doing it for them. Mm. He said, you're a young man with fire in your belly, man. And you're trying to tame it. And this is what the guy said to me. Because he's there's an older man sitting in the corner reading his book. I was playing ping pong and I was really good at it and I was a bit cocky with it because I was young and they was all old men I was a bit young and I know there was times they wanted to punch me some of them wanted to fry me and he said to me he pulled me and said listen come here I want to talk to you because you've got a lot of fry in your belly man I said alright what are you saying? he said remember you're not doing it for them mm. that changed my whole thinking mm. And I needed that because, bro, like whatever you need to do to get through them hard times, you've got to do it. And mm. I just said, I'm not doing it for them; I'm doing it for God. Mm. And, bro, what that did is it just developed in me a mindset mm. that, oh, like you said about your guy, the anchor. Mm. All that I do mm. is for him, and so that's it, bro. And 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 because I'm anchored to him, I grow. Mm. You know, and I don't preach. I wanted to, but I don't. I do it differently. You know, I'm doing what I've been called to do. Mm. Let's sum it up. Just do what needs to be done. That's it. Do what needs to be done. Whether that's therapy, whether that's going to church on a Sunday, whether that's talking to your friend, talking, whether that's cleaning the toilet, whether that's going away for 18 months, whether that's reading a book, whether that's stop watching that program or looking at that thing on the internet, whatever it may be, bro. Do what you as an individual know needs to be done. And then you're going to allow God and his Holy Spirit to move in your life and then things will start to be mobile. That's what I think.
0: I sometimes say to people, is there anything you'd like to say to finish? But I, I think you've done it. Do what needs to be done. I, I, I love it. I love that. Mm. I love that actually all of maturing, all of serving could be summed up in those words. Do what needs Mm. to be done. I, I think it's that's, cool. I think that's brilliant. Gavin, I want to say a huge thank you um, for giving up your time and talking to us on the podcast. What you do as an organization, I think is also really relevant to a lot of the people who'll be listening because you do offer training around some of the issues around young people and, and violence and criminality. Do you mm. want to explain a little bit about what some of those things you offer through each every generation?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, we offer training um, to organizations. Um Our website's currently under construction right now, but it will be back this month. But yeah, training, um, we do awareness for young people. We do one-to-one coaching and sort of mentoring um, in Essex. Um, We're National Lottery Funded, and we've got mentors that will come and work with young people. Um, Parenting awareness sessions, um, and we're also opening up the base, um, which is a safe space for young people. So we've converted the back of our offices into a safe space, um, and we're setting up a football team. So we're looking for 16-year-olds upwards. Um, the base is going to be a place where hope is restored, you know, mm. I, and I'm going to say this before I close. I am sorry. I prayed the other day and I asked God like, what would a base be? And I started reading Isaiah because I've actually never read the whole book of Isaiah before started reading. It. You know what I came across? It he said, it he literally said it will be a shelter mm. and a refuge. Mm. And I was just like, wow. wow, it's never happened to me before. Never experienced wow. that before. So that's what refuge. we're doing. Yeah love that you can refer in you can email me and inquire about training or mentoring Mm. just get in touch follow my twitter if you want at reach every gen
0: we'll make sure that all of that is here so people can get in touch with you we'll talk about the the website as well but i would really encourage you if if it's an area that you're thinking about or it's i mean it's an area we should all be thinking about in terms of work and ministry but Mm. reach every generation are are, are a great group of people gavin thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast it's always a pleasure to talk to you but especially so today thanks
1: for having me man
0: Well, what an absolute pleasure and privilege to have spent that time with Gavin. I want to say thanks again to him for giving up the time to come and share with us here on the podcast. And of course, you can find out more about what he does at reacheverygeneration.co.uk and find out more about how they can help you and work with you in your ministry and where you are offering training and all sorts of other things. Absolutely get in touch with those guys to find out more. That's it for this episode, but don't forget to share the podcast across your social media channels. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you could give the show a rating or write us a review. And you can also now access our brilliant sketch notes and small group questions that accompany each episode. Just search for the All Terrain Podcast or click the link in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next time with another guest who'll be facing the four choices, answering the four questions and sharing their wisdom learned along the way on the All Terrain Podcast.